0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Oh, what up guys, homies, friends, don't mind the fan, it's hot as fuck here. Yeah, I'm dropping an F-bombs right in the opening of the show. Right in the first 30 seconds. How about that? It's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. Welcome to the show. All uh, tens of you. I love you guys. You're my family. You're my fans. You're my friends. Even if we've maybe never met, we're still still friends, man. Because, you know, you come here and listen to me rant. Only friends listen to friends rant. And, and let them have their rant. So, you know what? I, I thank you guys for coming in week in, week out. And, uh, you know, just make sure to, you know, like or subscribe or share or poke or prod or uh, review. Do whatever, right? Whatever is your prerogative, you do it. You don't have to do it. You don't even have to do it. I don't care. That's the beauty of, of listening to my show, right? I don't I don't do this for for fame or fortune or or you know infamy I'm, I'm here to just like have fun and that's what you guys are here to listen to have fun or to, to listen to a crazy person say crazy things on the internet I mean I'm not alone in that am I I'm not you're not alone in that but hey welcome and and we got a bit of a loaded show. You know, E3 was this past weekend. The Electronic Entertainment Expo. Uh, all Things Video Game. The premier video game conference, you know, in in in, in, in the world. Even though Gamescom is bigger. Uh, E3 just, for some reason, is still considered the biggest. Even though its star has been fading for, for quite some time. Um, Sony decided to sit out uh, uh, again. Uh, No surprise there. They have yet to announce when their next, um, you know, state of play will be. So I'm sure they'll announce some games and and things there. But uh, we did have E3, and uh, as as I told you last week, we'll kind of go in order of days. Um, And uh, so remember, Saturday was Ubisoft and Gearbox. Uh, Sunday was Microsoft and Beth- Microsoft Bethesda show, Square Enix, uh, and the PC show. Then, um, of course, was uh, technically there was a day before that with like the Summer Games Fest with Jeff Keighley. Um, then on Monday, of course, was Take-Two and Capcom. Nothing actually really happened that day. Um, granted, we did get like more Halo news. Uh, And then Tuesday, of course, was uh, Nintendo and Bandai Namco, which Nintendo really stole that day. Um, But before we really get into E3, let's talk about my predictions, shall we? And uh, I made five predictions last week about what would happen at E3. Well, I was wrong on three of them. Uh, We're still not getting any new Splinter Cell, uh, as of yet. While multiplayer beta was announced for Halo Infinite, uh, it was not given a date, but you can go and sign up for flighting on on Halo Waypoint now, Um, so I'm guessing it will more than likely happen soon, Uh, and there was no Street Fighter VI announced. Capcom really dropped the ball there. Um, I did get two things right, though. There won't be an Assassin's Creed this year, and we did get a trailer, and actually surprisingly a release date for Starfield. So, uh, two out of five, not great, but hey, it's a start, I didn't really go bold, but hey, it was a good show, or good weekend, I should say, um, so we're, we're kind of gonna go down day by day, just talk about things that really stood out to me, um, surprisingly, so on day one, that was like that summer games fest with Jeff, Jeff, Jeff uh, we're getting a Death Stranding Director's Cut coming to PS5, no, no real surprise there, but, uh, good to hear nonetheless. I don't know how you make a director's cut of a Kojima game. It can't, can't be that much longer. Um, And then in what I'm very stoked for and very interesting to see, Jurassic World Evolution 2 is dropping. This year is going to be more tied into canon than the first Jurassic World Evolution and, and will actually have... Uh, uh, it will take place after Fallen Kingdom uh, and it looks to be, not open world, but it looks to be more in influenced by, like, you know, dinos being out in the wild. If you saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's going to expand on the, the Jurassic Park building sim uh, precedent that was set in the first one. Uh, day two, which is essentially, officially day one. Um, oh, you know what, and I forgot Elden Ring. Whoops. <laughs> uh, you know, the gaming's uh, biggest myth... As people were calling it, you know the the new game from from Software, and uh, uh, from Software and George R. R. Martin and Bandai Namco, uh, so it is it is coming, uh, and uh, a release date was given for next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yes, January twenty first, twenty twenty two, and we also were given a, a plot synopsis. So quote. The Golden Order has been broken. Rise, tarnished, and be guided by grace to brandish the power of the Elden Ring and become an Elden Lord in the lands between. In the lands between, ruled by Queen Marika, the Eternal, the Elden Ring, the source of the Erd Tree, has been shattered. Marika's offspring, demigods all, claimed the shards of the Elden Ring, known as the Great Runes, and the mad taint of their newfound strength triggered a war. The Shattering. A war that meant abandonment by the greater will. And now the guidance of grace will be brought to the tarnished who were spurned by the grace of gold and exiled from the lands between. Ye dead who yet live, your grace long lost, follow the path to the lands between, beyond the foggy sea, to stand before the Elden Ring and become the Elden Lord. I mean, it looks like a typical From Software game. Just written by George R. R. Martin. Uh, cool designs, don't get me wrong. Just, I don't, I don't, those games are just punishingly hard. Uh, anyway, on to day two, which was a f- technically day one. Uh, Ubisoft uh, was the, the main focus that day. Uh, they did announce uh, a couple new games, um, including two that are coming out next year. They also shut off Rainbow Six Extinction. Um, but the, the two things that, that have might be interesting to a, quite a bit of folk, uh, uh, there's a new Mario plus Rabbids game. This is going to be Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, looks to be building off of Super Mario Galaxy, of all things. Um, and then we finally got to see the new Avatar uh, Frontiers of Pandora game being created by Massive, the team behind um, The Division, of course. Uh, they're working on a, a big, big avatar uh, game. It looks really cool. It looks pretty. It looks like uh, building off the the hype of the games. Uh, that will release next year. Uh, kind of perfect timing uh, you know with you know the release of Avatar 2, which is finally coming next year. And then uh, my biggest hype though, they showed off a lot of Far Cry 6 and it it is coming together more. It looks it looks gorgeous. Um, but what they did announce was a, uh, coming in the season pass, is they're doing uh, a return to, f- you know, Far Cry villains, right? And what they will do is there will be DLC where you get to play as Voss, Pog and Min, and Joseph Seed from Far Cry 3, 4, and 5. So, that's... Pretty fucking cool. And honestly, that has me more hyped than anything. Right? Is the fact that you get to play as the villains. And it, it, it kind of like... their little side missions, it looks like. They take place in the mind, it says. Um, but yeah, you like I said, you get to play as Vaz, Pog and Min, and Joseph Seed. And... That is just it's gonna be friggin' epic, man. Um also all the, the the previous Far Cry games are all on sale via the Ubisoft store. So if you do want to play Um If you do want to play those you never played them before you can get them all uh, on a discount right now. Um, even the first game's up to or the Far Cry three is up to eighty percent off. It's literally three dollars on the Ubisoft store right now. Literally three dollars. Like you don't have an excuse to like not buy this game right now. Um, oh wow, three dollars for the first game, but um, and the deluxe edition is nine dollars. So it, it it's it'd be like crazy for you to not play it if you if you haven't before. Um, but that is what's coming in. Um, uh, that's what's coming up with Ubisoft. Of course, Far Cry 6 will release in October. Um, day three was, uh, Xbox plus Bethesda, as well as, um, Square Enix. And, uh, so, I uh, this is where we're going to talk about Battlefield, because Battlefield did have, like, a reveal earlier in the week, and it was just a, uh, a, a cinematic, so there's not a whole lot to talk about, um... But, uh, Battlefield 2042 is just straight chaos. I wonder how well it will do. Um, Of the 30 games they showed off on stage, 27 are going straight to Game Pass, which is wild. Uh, And Sea of Thieves is getting Pirates of the Caribbean content, which I'm shocked by. Obviously, it opened with the Starfield trailer, which is releasing on 11 uh, so that will presumably release in, in November of 2022. It, it is an Xbox exclusive, so all that speculation can be officially put to rest. Um, they showed off a, a lot of cool like indie games as well. Uh, one of the ones I thought looked really awesome was Replaced. It has this like really cool pixel art, but 3D as well. Um, Forza Horizon 5, which I am actually surprised by... Will release Fall twenty twenty one. It looks gorgeous, as every racing does, game does. I was showing my parents later uh, the the four crate four K trailer when it came out, and some of the scenes that were completely rendered. My parents thought was just a pure photograph. That's how realistic it looks. Uh, it takes place in Mexico, so no Japan, as as everyone has has speculated for quite some time. Um, and it releases this October. Uh, and then the other big thing was... There were some other cool games that... Whatever to me, like Stalker 2 and uh, some other indie games. And then the new game from um, Arcane called... Uh, uh, Red... Red... Something... I don't know, it was a cinematic trailer, so who gives a shit. Uh, the most honest trailer I've ever seen, though, was the cinematic trailer for The Outer Worlds 2. Where they're just like... Oh, will this creature be in the game? Probably not. Uh, this is our design phase, everything. Uh, none of this stuff will be will matter, because this is a cinematic trailer. The only thing we actually have decided on is the title of the game. Because that game's probably a few years out, let's be honest. The, the first one just came out uh, not even a year ago. Uh, but, but the big thing we care about here is, of course, Halo Infinite. Uh, still no release date, but confirmed for holiday 2021. My bet is, of course, on uh, the 20th anniversary of, of both Halo and, and the original Xbox, probably November 15th. Let's let's be honest here. Um, but we got our first, uh, we got a new campaign trailer. Uh, this one showing Chief in, in action. Uh, you can completely tell that the, the graphics quality has been increased uh, almost, I wouldn't say tenfold, but, but near that. Uh, the fidelity and the 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 look and and feel of the game, uh, and we got our first look at like baby Cortana, as everyone's calling it, but it, there uh, she's actually called the Weapon. It's a new AI based on uh, Death Doctor Catherine Halsey as well. But we also got our first look at multiplayer, um, which was kind of a small tease. And then on Monday there was like 15 minutes of new multiplayer stuff that should have been on on Sunday. But anyway, uh, it looks fucking great, and we'll talk about Monday's multiplayer. Uh, in a second, um, but I cannot wait to jump in with the customization options and and just it looks like good old fun multi Halo multiplayer. Uh, then later in the day was Square Enix, and uh, two things stood out to me. Team Ninja is working on a Final Fantasy game that I didn't realize was a Final Fantasy game when I was watching the trailer, and uh, it makes me not want it anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out, um, but they did show off their Guardians of the Galaxy game, which will release on October 26th. Um and it is a single player game. Uh it's being made by the Deus Ex team. And what stood out to me is uh again, it looks like, like you know how everyone like shat on Marvel's Avengers last year or two years ago or whatever, when everyone's like it they, they made a meme where it's like uh, from space balls where they catch them, but it's like these are them. These are their stunt doubles. And it's like, they're not great looking character models for, um, for Guardians of the Galaxy game. And like, I do not like Rocket in this game at all. Groot, I mean, you can't really mess up Groot. Uh, Drax looks cool. Uh, Peter Quill looks cool. Rocket looks like a fucking edgelord with like this weird tied off like beard thing. I don't like Gamora that much. I don't like her character model in here. Um, I just, I I don't know. We'll see how everything turns out. Combat looks fun. Uh, The uh, character designs and gameplay look fun as well. I'm excited to see more of this game. uh, But uh, definitely am interested in picking it up come October. So many games in October. Why is October the heavy duty month? What are we doing here, folks? Um, But that was day three. Uh, day four, which was Monday, um, we got more Halo multiplayer details. So this was uh, about 15 minutes worth of of, of gameplay um, and drops about uh, the massive amounts of customization that will be uh, available and uh, some new weapons. Excuse me, whole lot of stuff. Um, Coming out in in in, in regards to um, Halo multiplayer, and uh, it will be free to play. Um, it will have cross progression, cross play with PC, uh, Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, all uh, Series S, all that good stuff. And honestly, I am I am stoked on life, dude. Um, it it just it looks so fun. And uh, other than that, not a whole lot happened on on Monday. And then yesterday was technically the final day of E3, uh, even though Microsoft is having like a showcase extended tomorrow, where they're gonna talk about devs that they ha- with devs and show off stuff that they didn't have on on Sunday. Um, but uh, yesterday was Nintendo, and while no Pokemon to be to be seen. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 did get a trailer, and no official release date but 2022, so I, I'm sure a lot of, uh, uh, I'm sure Sony and Xbox have both breathed a very big sigh of relief, so they know that they can release some of their bigger games this year without without fear of interfering with each other, or losing out to Breath of the Wild, <laughs> um, no, no uh, official title, just 2022, and a, a teaser trailer, and Everyone's starting to think that maybe you play as Ganon and not as, as Link. Who knows? Um, and then they showed off a new Metroid game. Uh, Metroid uh, Dread, which is technically Metroid 5. Uh, and they're saying that it's the the, the end of Samus' story and the Metroid story. But I don't understand because Metroid Prime is um, coming out. Metroid Prime 4. So I, I guess... Metroid Prime is different from the main Metroid line. Okay, here, I I got clarification. So they said, quote, um, that it's like the, like I said, the end of of the Samus story. Uh, but I, uh, this is a new 2D Metroid game. And apparently, I, I guess Metroid Prime 1 through 3 take place between, um... Metroid and Metroid 2. Uh, so that's why it, it doesn't technically interfere. I guess it's different. I didn't realize that. Um, so this is, like I said, this is technically Metroid 5. Because there's Metroid, Metroid 2, Super Metroid, and Metroid Fusion. So this is a direct sequel to Fusion. Um, and uh, I'm sure Metroid Prime 4 is going to be a first-person shooter. Metroid Dread is a classic 2D you know, Metroidvania style game, so it's a side scroller. Um, but um, there's new uh, gameplay features and things like that. Uh, and like I said, that will release later this year. I'm very interested in that. I, I Metroid Fusion is a, a game I very much enjoyed. I actually had it on the uh, on the Game Boy Advance. Um, I didn't realize it was a sequel to Super Metroid and everything like that. Um, but hey. I'm excited for this one. I never actually beat Metroid um, Fusion. But, you know, that's okay. Because I was just learning how to play. <laughs> I'm sure if I went back and played now, it would it would uh, it'd be a lot different for me. But that that's pretty much our E3 coverage. Um, just kind of, like I said, getting you guys hyped on what I'm hyped on. There were a lot of other games announced. There were a lot of other things shown off. But to me, that that's what really stood out, and and um, that that's what I want to talk about. That's my goal. That's what I love. But of course, Halo is is the the, the main thing for me. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some some non E three stuff that happened last week as well in the gaming industry. Uh, quite a bit of things, actually. Um, one of them being this was before e three, Microsoft announced uh, in like a developer video or Phil Spencer did and some of the big wigs at, at Microsoft um, announced that when it comes to Project X Cloud or whatever they end up calling it, their 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 game streaming, they will uh, um, release um, both a uh, streaming stick, essentially. And there will be Xbox Experience apps built into smart TVs. Um, so that way you can stream, uh, cloud game, apparently, uh, directly from, uh, into your PC, into an Xbox. Um, you know, they, they still will focus on consoles. This doesn't mean that they're not going to make, like, a successor to the Series X. They are, and it will come out in probably six or seven years, um, But essentially, this is just uh, to help build on the ecosystem. You know, Game Pass, um, all-access payment service, all their game streaming capabilities. Uh, Satya Nadella, the CEO, was in the video. Um, This is what some of the biggest takeaways were. Uh, So they are working with TV manufacturers to build an app and things directly into the TVs. Uh, You only just need a controller to play. Um, They will also build streaming devices for cloud gaming. Um, So that way you can just plug it into a TV or monitor. And uh, they could become bundled with Game Pass subscription offers in the future. Um, Cloud gaming will be added to consoles on PC and everything like that. So um, you can play games before you download them essentially because you can stream them. Um, Microsoft is upgrading and updating their data centers to be able to handle... um, This streaming. So they're putting Xbox Series X hardware into them. And uh, also a browser version of the streaming. Is going to be coming soon. To Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. um, In Chrome, Safari, and of course Microsoft Edge. Um, They're working on uh, different things. For Game Pass and All Access. And uh, hopefully bringing uh, cloud gaming. To other countries as well. Um, And then. Uh, a couple days later, uh, this was late into E3, uh, it turns out that Microsoft is going to be bringing uh, Xbox Series X and S-only games uh, to um, to Xbox One owners via game streaming. Uh, so they, they made the announcement, uh, I think today actually, now that I think about it, um, that Xbox One uh, owners will be able to stream games uh, that are essentially uh, just Series X and S games. Um, and they'll be able to stream it via, via Xbox Cloud Gaming or X Cl- Project X Cloud, Um So you can play some of those newer games. Granted, they're not going to look as nice if you were playing on a Series X or S. Um, but this was in an Xbox Wire post. It said, quote, For the millions of people who play on Xbox One consoles today, we are looking forward to sharing more about how we will bring many of these next-gen games, such as Microsoft Flight Simulator, to your console through Xbox Cloud Gaming, just like we do with mobile devices, tablets, and browsers, unquote. Oh, that's what I forgot to mention. Uh, Flight Simulator is coming to consoles in July. Um, so, uh, that that's happening. Totally forgot. And a Top Gun pack is coming as well. But yes, if you own an Xbox One and haven't been able to make the leap to a Series S or X yet, um, you will be able to... Uh, stream them if you have an Xbox One. Um, in the strangest move ever, Netflix and CD Projekt Red announced WitcherCon. That's coming to July, so it's going to be all things Witcher, both the show and the game. I wonder if they're going to have some kind of tie-in. They must, because that, that would that's the only reasoning behind that. So look out for that. Um... I already mentioned Xboxes have an extended showcase tomorrow. Um, also, it looks like So Everwild, which was going to be an Xbox exclusive from uh, Xbox-owned Rare, uh, was not shown off at E3 this year after being shown the last two years. Well, according to a new report, it looks like the game has been completely rebooted. Um, according to a new report... And, uh, this is from Video Game Central, and it says the reason for this, uh, like I said, it's been completely rebooted, they're looking now towards a 2024, yes, 2024 release, of all things. Apparently, uh, the, the, the creative director left Rare last year, and, just, everything is working against it, and, and that's essentially why it's been completely rebooted, um, uh, and then when a new creative director came in late last year, um, took over, they essentially decided to reboot it. Uh, granted, Greg Mails has taken over. I mean, the man's been at, at Rare forever. He worked on Donkey Kong Country, Banjo-Kazooie, Viva Pinata, Sea of Thieves. Now he's taken over Everwild. Um, so, if anything, I mean, they said it was being prototyped as early as 2014 um i mean a decade of development a little excessive but in in some ways not not unheard of um maybe we'll hear more about it tomorrow at their extended showcase who knows but uh don't be too excited for everwild just yet um Razer also announced during E3 that they are officially making their RGB uh, voice enhanced face mask that will release later this year in drops. So, if you are interested in their mask, uh, especially if you want it for like cyberpunk cosplaying things, because that will help too, um, that will be releasing sometime later in 2021. Um, let me see. Uh, big thing Rockstar will officially end Grand Theft Auto Online support for Xbox 360. Yes, Xbox 360 and PS3 this upcoming December. So, seven years after the launch of the game, uh, and granted we're on our third generation of console that it's playable on, uh, Rockstar will end support for uh, uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 for GTA Online. and um, So, that's actually it for gaming this week. Um yeah, a lot a lot going on and E3 of course took up most of it. Um and it it I'm I'm surprised at everything that that's happening. It was a small short E3 as well. Um I'm I'm hoping in the next few months they have more little like direct things and and show off stuff. Granted, you know, with 2020, a lot of games got delayed. And a lot of games that were probably meant for this year got delayed again, and they don't want to play their hand or show their hand too soon or uh, get people hyped up for things that might possibly get delayed again. So I, I get it. And uh, very tame E3 compared to years past. But uh, that's it for gaming this week. Uh, I do want to talk about a little bit about TV. Uh, Loki premiered last week, of course and uh unfortunately it's on Wednesdays when we record but anyway uh, last week was the premiere of Loki uh, we will talk about today's episode next week uh i i love it i love it i love tom hiddleston i love owen wilson it it, it has a lot of heart the show um it has a lot of 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 fun fun stuff as well um very interesting take on on how the TV- TVA operate in the MCU though cuz apparently uh the infinity stones mean nothing to them and a lot of people are like so what does that mean people just died in vain like no no the timekeepers clearly have an agenda and wanted to make sure a timeline played out um loki of course is is playing his 2012 self from the original avengers movie uh, and so he's much more mischievous than he had gotten to by the point of, of Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, and, and, and Endgame. Um, however, as we see, though, uh, it looks like... Or Infinity War, sorry, he dies in Infinity War. Um, as we do see, though, uh, he quickly learns the truth about everything, and I'm very excited to see where this show goes, because it's, it's clear that they're setting up a precedent Uh, Kevin Feige said this will have more impact on the MCU than any other show, so that's a very interesting thing as well. Uh, I'm loving the art style and the cinematography and things like that, and it looks like it's going to be a fun ride over the next few weeks on Wednesdays, Um, but solid first episode, full of heart, full of fun, and and it's really making you think about the MCU as a whole and and Loki as a character and appreciating him more, And, and that's what I... That's what I enjoy about it. Um, uh, stick Splitting off to some other Disney Plus news. Um, the Cassian Andor show is now heavily rumored to include uh, both uh, director Krennic, uh, play, played by Ben Mendelssohn, and Saw Gerrera, uh, played by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, we don't know if this is true yet. This is just heavily implied. I, I know they started filming the show, um, but we don't know yet. Uh, if they will really be back or not, it would make sense. They they live in that world. Um, as of uh, as we move over to the Kenobi set, however, uh, Indira Varma, who of course was famous for playing in Game of Thrones, has been uh, spotted on set in Imperial uh, officer uniforms, the the olive drab, and uh, looks like they they caught some other people walking around in Imperial garb. So these are probably people tied to the Darth Vader scenes or possibly other Imperial activists uh, on Tatooine where we are presuming the show will mostly take place. So it's uh, interesting to see uh, Olive Imperial uniforms. We haven't seen those in in a film in quite some time. Um, The Book of Boba Fett has wrapped filming, so it it should more than likely meet its purpose original intended premiere of December of this year. Um, And then Tamara Morrison was being interviewed and he did confirm that the show will explore Boba's past as well as tell you what he was doing in between uh, the Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian. And then um, it looks like because of the success of Loki, uh, all future Disney Plus premieres are going to be moving to Wednesdays. Uh, Loki ended up being the most watched premiere on Disney Plus in its uh, two-and-a-half-year history, surprisingly. Um, I'm not surprised, because everyone loves Loki. And uh, to wrap up Disney Plus, I, I did want to talk about uh, the Bad Batch. We finally got Captain Rex back, um, and we actually went to the the junkyard planet that was featured in, in Jedi Fallen Order, again, making the galaxy feel small. Um, but essentially, all the clones... Finally got their inhibitor chips out, uh, so they won't go all nut job, Order 66, uh, like record did in the episode. Um, But the episode seems to be moving quite along a bit, and it looks like they're either going to be probably joining the Rebellion soon, or possibly still working as mercenaries for quite a bit. So uh, we'll see, we got, uh, what, like 10 episodes left, I think, because it's like 16 episodes, so I got quite a bit of a bad batch left, so that's a good thing. And then uh, moving on, uh, today is Captain Picard Day. If you guys are Star Trek fans, uh, you know that in there was one episode of The Next Generation where uh, the, the children on the Enterprise-D uh, celebrated Captain Picard Day. Um, today is that day. And uh, with that came a new trailer for Picard Season 2. And it looks like it's going to be a time travel related episode or some kind of uh, alternate universe type thing as, as hinted by the trailer, as well as the poster, uh, which featured a more 20th, 21st century looking Los Angeles, um, with highways and freeways and things like that, and then of course the return of Q, Cap, calling him O Capitan, and the one downside to the trailer is unfortunately, uh, Picard season two will not air until 2022, um, I was hoping we'd get to see it this year, but unfortunately not. Um, and then we also got our... Uh, the rest of the voice cast was announced for Star Trek Prodigy this week. Uh, the new animated program coming to Paramount Plus that will see the return, uh, somewhat return, of Captain Janeway. Uh, she will, of course, be, uh, uh, be returning as a, a hologram. Um, but we finally got uh, more of a look at the new... Uh, Alien Starship members, uh, voiced by Riley Al Alsrocki. Um, of course this takes place in the Delta Quadrant. Uh, Brett Gray. Uh, some unknown species and, and known species. There's Angus Emery. Jason Mantzoukas, who... You got me. I'm done. You're, I'm sold. Anything with him, I'm in. Um... 16 year old Tellerite. Interesting. He's playing a, a young, young child. And then Ella Purnell um, is rounding out the cast as well. So, of course, Kate Mulgrew is back as Captain Janeway. This show will premiere um, later this year, I think, on Paramount. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also. So, moving on. So, Netflix had its Geeked Week all, all week as well. Um, and it's been announced that they've hired the writer of the original Die Hard to write their uh, Assassin's Creed program uh, that will be tied into the games. Uh, but that's, that's all we really have on that so far. Um, we also uh, learned uh, the, about the live-action cast for their uh, Resident Evil live-action show. And, of all things, the best casting news I've heard in a long time, Lance Reddick will be playing Albert Wesker in the live-action show. Uh, The other things we got for Geeked Week, uh, we got a trailer for the new He-Man reboot. Uh, That movie Bright that starred Will Smith a few years back, where, you know, there's, like, orcs as cops in L.A. and stuff. Uh, that will be getting an anime spinoff that will star a ronin and an orc helping an elf deliver a wand. Sounds a lot like the regular, right? <laughs> um, lots, and I mean lots, of new anime were announced to be coming to Netflix soon. Um, we are also getting a Splinter Cell animated show. Uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon is getting a show, so Ubisoft clearly is working with, with uh, Netflix quite a bit. Uh, and then we got our first footage of the Cuphead show. Uh, unfortunately, it does not look like old Fleischer style animation like the game. Um, but we did get our first cast announcement, and Wayne Brady will be joining the show. Uh, that's it for uh, 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 television this week. Uh, not a whole lot going on there, and, and like I said, we're 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 going to start phasing out uh, some television stuff here at Nixoner News. We'll be focusing on. You know, the geek stuff, so Star Wars, Marvel, uh, Star Trek, things like that. But but not, um, not a whole lot of other stuff uh, when it comes to TV. Um, unless it's really crazy and earth-shattering. Um, and then I do want to talk about uh, movies here for a bit. Um, mostly DC-related, for once. Uh, so, except this first story. Uh, the Warner Brothers has announced with New Line Films... Uh, that they will be producing a companion piece to the Jackson uh, Lord of the Rings films. Uh, This movie will be called War of the Rohirrim, and it will uh, focus on Helm's Deep and the history of Helm's Deep, and it will be an anime feature-length film that is its goal is to be a theatrical release, so not HBO Max or anything like this, but an anime film for theatrical release focusing on the Rohirrim, uh, Rohan and Helm's Deep. Uh, no, no cast or, or release date, unfortunately, um, but that is currently now in active development with Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. Uh, James Wan also tweeted out, at, uh, hinting at the title of Aquaman 2, which will apparently be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, this will probably tie into... Uh, the Lost Kingdom from from all the different kingdoms of Atlantis. We we did see most of them except for one. So it's probably the Lost Kingdom. Uh, he did say it will be more grounded in in terms of its tone. Uh, it will be more serious and more reflective of the world we live in. Uh, it will also take heavy influence from the Black Manta comics of the 1960s. Um, so Yaya Abdul-Mateen will be back as Black Manta. Which... I am very excited for Black Manta, is one of my favorite DC villains. You guys have heard me talk about him quite a bit on this program, um, so I'm happy to see him coming back. Uh, Andy Machete has teased a new uh, possible new costume for The Flash. It uh, looks more, um, it looks less armor platey and more, I guess, spandexy, uh, but I mean, it's just an image of. ...of the logo, so we we can't really say for certain. Uh, That's really it on that. And then apparently Lego Batman 2 has been cancelled. While I enjoyed the first Lego Batman... ...it wasn't anything that I would say was a greatest Batman movie. Um, But I guess now that the the rights to Lego films... ...has actually transitioned over to Universal... um, ...Warner Brothers no longer has the rights. They have cancelled the Lego Batman 2 movie... And apparently the Lego Batman 2 movie was being written by Dan Harmon and uh, uh, the the showrunner on Loki because he actually worked uh, on Rick and Morty as well. So now I actually want the Lego Batman 2 and I want it written by Dan Harmon and them. And I'm very now upset that I'm not getting a movie that I didn't really remember was being made and and now that most people didn't know it was cancelled. Dan Harmon, man. Dan Harmon would have been epic. Would have been epic. Would have been great. Um, And then Jordan Vote roberts uh, who you might not recognize the name, but he did direct uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, He was being interviewed by uh, Variety and Entertainment Weekly, and uh, they asked him about two of his upcoming projects. He's working on a Gundam live-action movie for Netflix, uh, and then he's also working on a... Uh, Metal Gear Solid movie, and he he made two very interesting points. Um, in terms of his Gundam movie, he's going to take elements from from the the series uh, overall, so from all time periods, all different programs, things like that, and he wants to use it as like a, an entry point for newcomers. He wants to make Gundam accessible, and I I applaud that because sometimes you know they go to make a live action adaptation and they focus only on the diehard fans and kind of alienate, uh, like general audiences and things like that. So that's exciting to hear. And then over on the Metal Gear side, uh, it, it's, uh, apparently he wants to create like a new type of action movie, uh, that, that's focused on, on stealth, right? Cause Metal Gear is st- focused on stealth. Um, and, and, and it's a, essentially he wants to have a new genre of, of action. And if, if he can pull it off then I will be with that man forever uh, in terms of being a fan of his. And I liked Kong Skull Island. I can't wait to see a Metal Gear movie. Remember um, remember that uh, uh, Oscar Isaac has been cast as Solid Snake, so that's great news to hear. Um, and uh, uh can't wait to see how that goes. Um, and then uh, final bit of movie news today. Is this. Um, this was posted by like Marvel or Sony Argentina. And then also by Br- Sony Brazil. Uh, to be quickly deleted. Um, but essentially it was a teaser for Spider-Man No Way Home. And it was uh, the Michael Giacchino score. But at the end of it. When they were putting out the title. it The Spider-Man logo and the sound kind of glitched a bit. And this wasn't like any like wrong with like the stream like it, it actually glitched because like the, the font and stuff changed for a quick second and if you know your your Spider-Man lore currently or Spider-Man on film lore that was essentially all how the spy- Into the Spider-Verse worked so this is essentially confirming that we're either getting a, a, a portion of the multiverse or a portion of the Spider-Verse um, and of course remember Doctor Strange is ...going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. So, everyone is now speculating that we are getting a Spider-Verse, Multiverse version of the Sinister Six. Which would explain why we're getting villains from the Sam Raimi films. And the uh, 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 Amazing Spider-Man films in Spider-Man No Way Home in the MCU. But of course... Uh, We'll learn more later in the year, and hopefully uh, a new trailer isn't too far off uh, as the film is expected to drop November. So a trailer will will more than likely be dropping in the next month or so. Uh, But that's it for Nixner News, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, I have been your host, Nick. This is our yearly E3 wrap-up episode. Thank you guys for stopping by. Uh, As always, check out nixnernews.com where you can find uh, links to our... Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages, or if you prefer, you can listen to the show right there in your browser. Uh, Also, while you're at nixnernews.com, why don't you check out our social media tab, where you can find feeds for our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we post a lot of funny memes, or of course, you can always just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.